0: Hour number one of the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan, Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. Are oh, you excited? My man, Jeffrey Carroll, holding it down. For, I am excited, man. We got four nights of the Get rights with Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey athlete text line, 877-881-1053. 877-881-1053 if you want to get in on the conversation with you for the next four hours here on your Home of the Cowboys And Texas Rangers, a home run derby, Texas Ranger type of night. Shout out to Adolis Garcia, one of six All-Stars for your AL West leading Texas Rangers. Wait, how many All-Stars? Six. Mm. That's right. Six of them headed to Seattle, in Seattle as we currently speak. We'll keep you up to date on everything happening in Seattle as Adolis Garcia going to be taking on his best friend, Randy Rosarena in the first round of this year's Home Run Derby. At Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg Atatula, if you want to get at us on Twitter. Mavericks Summer League also going to be taking place tonight as they play their second game of their schedule against the Philadelphia 76ers tonight. Do your Dallas Mavericks get after it in Las Vegas. Have
1: you been doing the same thing I have whenever there's like a summer Summer League game on, which is, huh? Does that team have anybody interesting on it? 'Cause um, I can't think of who, who did the Six who the Sixers have on there or something. I have team. no clue. Okay, cool. Yeah, Fantastic. I have no clue.
0: Um, it's usually every year there's a couple of teams that you look at and you say, Oh, they're fielding a summer league team for who? For what? Like the Knicks, for example. I don't know why the Knicks continue to show up to Summer League every year because I have no idea who's on their roster every time they show up to summer the league. The summer league roster, that is. By yeah. the way, you're a true hoop sicko if you're sitting there watching <laughs> Summer League, like all the games in summer league. Like you're a real hoop sicko in yeah. that Yeah.
1: And maybe this is justification because I have actually been watching certain summer league games. Yeah. Uh, but it's like if you're watching just any old summer league game, problems. Yeah. If you're watching particular players, there's there okay. Now we can do something about that. Like yeah. I mean, I'm finding myself, you know, I'll put on the Spurs ones because obviously Wembyama When he goes to the bench, I'm like, I am not paying attention (laughs) because I feel like that is that is indication of a problem. Well, you're done
0: with Spurs summer league now, anyway, because Wimby shut down. That's that's correct uh, for the rest of summer league after his couple of games that he had Uh, from the four six nine. Mac McClung, oh, okay. Is he is he playing in summer league?
1: Which says a lot, by the way. If Mac McClung is currently uh, still playing, let me know because
0: I had no idea he was playing in summer league because I thought he would have been a little more of a fanfare. Uh, if he was actually playing.
1: But regardless. Why? Are they doing a dunk contest in the summer league? Or?
0: <laughs> not that I know of. Anyways. You know, the whole NBA con thing taking place in Vegas as well. So maybe they decided to put together uh, a whole random dunk contest in Las Vegas. It's not basketball time, KG. No, it's not. Because your Texas Rangers sent not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six All-Stars, five of which will be starters in the Midsummer Classic Tomorrow night in Seattle, Nathan Divaldi, also a Brits a Rangers all star as well. I was
1: hoping he would start.
0: Uh well, you know, there's this guy named Garrett Cole who's pretty damn good. I mean, sure, but yeah. also
1: like his catcher is catching. You know what I mean? Like let let them play together.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. Um, but yeah, that Garrett Cole thing's kind of um kind of a thing. That's fine. Yeah, he's kinda of, he's kind of good. Whatever. Regardless though, we're gonna have some fun tonight at the home run derby with Adolis Garcia taking on Randy and Rosarena. And in the first round there. Oh, thank you, eight one seven, uh, for putting that on there with the uh Yeah,
1: they sent us the link to the summer league roster. Don't worry, my Google has seen every iteration of blank summer league roster 2023. <laughs> yeah. Like, who is that? Because if you have a if you have a game on and you see uh-huh. a number, like you take for granted how much you just kind of know certain players on Correct. some teams. So I see I'm like, oh, that was a really good play by who? 14. Who's four? – all right, let Ooh, me – Let me
0: check the roster again. for 14? Oh, he
1: played at Utah. Okay, that's interesting. All oh, that right. cat's still in the league? Yeah, I do a lot of that
0: in the, uh, the summer league, too. Oh, that cat's still in the league? Oh, I had no idea he was still actually in the league. Anyways. But the league that's going to be on display tonight is the American League when it comes to our representative in the Home Run Derby. and Adoles- he Garcia. is looking
1: good in the icy white. I know. He does look good.
0: Uh, but at the same time, the Rangers limped into this all-star break having lost two of three to the Washington Nationals in our nation's capital, and now having not won a series since June 19th through the 21st, (sighs) a team that still has its lead in the AL West over the Astros.
1: But, Reg, for you, a little bit concerning going into the All-Star break. Are you you not concerned? Because the tough thing about it is, right, we knew that the bullpen was an issue. And that has been a little bit of an issue. You, you've you made one move, but we knew that that was not going to be sufficient to fix the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're now seeing, like, other issues compounding upon that, which is now you're seeing the starting starting pitching becoming an issue for you. Because... Obviously, Jacob Degrom gets uh, injured, and I I don't know how many people want to take this time to I told you so, but it, please feel free, right? Like, cause oh wow, the, it's it's fair, right? There was a lot of folks oh, that were wow. like, this is not this is not the best move, and there was a lot of us, I will say us, that were like, yo, calm down, you know, like the idea that he's definitely going to get injured is not something you can count on, and you know you can probably still get a lot of value on uh, out of him even if he ends up getting uh, injured, and here we are. You got how many like worthwhile starts out of them where you did not shut him down early due to you know trying to take a whole bunch of precautions? And here you are, didn't even make it to the the the, uh, the All Star break with him. You won't have him for until at least late next season, and that's going to put that's putting strain on your rotation right this moment. Because Nathan Evaldi has been fantastic, John Gray has been fantastic. We've seen Martín Perez have his issues. Andrew Heaney has been so so down the stretch here. Um, Dane Dunning, thankfully, has come up and been great, but that points to you have three starting pitchers that you go, man, they've been really good. And outside of that, ooh, okay, you know, those there's been some issues. And th- on top of that, like Martin Perez, uh, Andrew Heaney, the ways in which they've kind of been slowing down has then also been putting additional stress on your bullpen, when we're talking about not being able to make it, give you quality starts, maybe even going out in the fifth inning and only giving you four and in some innings, and now you have a, a bullpen that you don't feel great about having to come in earlier and do things. On top of that, the offense had been playing incredible, probably above what was what was reasonable to expect of them. That has slid back a little bit, in particular with runners in scoring positions. So, like, those instances where you, you build an inning, right, you get a guy on, you get him over – getting them in has been a little bit shaky for them. So putting those runs on the board that then usually give your pitching a little bit of uh respite is kind of slacking in this time. It feels like all things, you know, and look, I'm not trying to say that all the things are falling apart and this mm-hmm. is a terrible team because it's not. I think that's part of the reasons why it's a little frustrating is because we've seen that they have all of the parts to make be a relatively good team, right? Um, but it's, it's just a little concerning that – Particularly from the starting pitching, I think for me. I think that the runners in scoring position, um, you could probably point to in some ways the idea that they've only had one off day in about a month. True. Right? Like schedule hasn't been too kind to them. That's another thing that's kind of compounded on top of this. I think some of these things I'm not super worried about. I knew that the bullpen would take till the trade deadline adding arms to kind of help uh you know, help that out. I knew that the offense was not going to be at that high height for the entire time and with you know a little bit of the scheduling maybe I think I and I, I believe in the you know the bats in this lineup I think that you know that will kind of normalize in a place where you don't feel as bad the starting pitching is scaring me and we talked a lot about Martin Perez's uh, struggles recently. Sure. And maybe he just needs the all-star break to be able to stop, evaluate what he's been doing. I mean, he, he they skipped his start, his last start. They did. Maybe that time will allow him to evaluate, maybe get some more change of pace when it comes to um, his different pitches. Like, maybe there's a, a way to rehabilitate that in a short period of time to get ready for the second half of the season. But figuring out your starting pitching, I think, is the thing that's concerning me. And maybe maybe that's going to be fixed in the at the trade deadline in the trade market. But mm-hmm. the thing that also scares me on that front is there's a lot of buyers in this market. There's not a lot of sellers because of the weird nature of some of these uh races, right? These divisional races. The advent
0: of the second wild
1: card. Thanks for the central thanks thanks to the central divisions for you know being muddled pieces of you know what, right? I guess the, the shout out to the Reds for trying to take hold of uh, the NL Central, but like, no, there's you've got these teams that are still nebulously in their races mm-hmm. where normally you'd go, yeah, no, you should be a seller. And they're like, I don't know. Maybe I could do this, and it's like, no, no, no. Give us your good pitching, sure. so that the Rangers can thrive. So all of those things kind of compound upon each other to put me in this place where I'm a little concerned. I'm not. I'm not outright raising a panic meter, raising a red flag, anything of that nature. But I'm starting to look around and going, Ooh, okay. Are the the pace is slowing? Mm-hmm. The Astros are are nearing. Um, You need to make sure that maybe the rest is what changes it. Maybe, you know, making those trades was what will change it. Or maybe even bringing some guys up. But I would like to see something to kind of jolt them out of what has been a little bit of a funk of late.
0: I think for me, despite all the concerns that may be had going into the all-star break, runners in scoring position, the pitching being a little bit of a concern as well. Obviously, the bullpen has been a story throughout the course of the season and the struggles that they've had in terms of consistency in and out of the bullpen. Despite all of that, you're in first place going into the all-star break by two games. You are able to have a two game lead over the Astros and two, you have a general manager and a person who's running this team who understands what needs need to be fixed on this team and is aggressive. Is going to be aggressive. I think during the second half of the year to address those needs. So if you're a Rangers fan who is concerned about what you've seen over the last month or so in terms of the play of this team, knowing, though, you have a front office man in Chris Young who is not afraid to take swings to address and fix this team, which I think he will do. But more importantly, I think for me, the way I'll choose to look at it is this team is coming back a little bit to what I thought that they were going to be competing for this year. Sure. Because for me, going into the season was if you're competing for the second wild card spot or the first wild card spot, you're ahead of schedule based on what you were able to do in terms of some of the spending you've done over the last couple of years and to having to depend on some of these young guys to start to round in the form, What you've seen from Ezekiel Durant. Obviously, Josh Young, who's a leading AL rookie of the year candidate, you are gonna need some contributions from some of these young guys to really help put this thing in a position where you were competing for a wild card spot. And while they are still leading the division, this team's goal should be to make they make the playoffs. Do you want to win the division? Of course you do. But at the same time, the goal should be for this team to get in. And if there are things that you can do to fix that, getting maybe another starting pitching, uh, starting pitcher yeah. during this deadline, maybe finding another bat as well, you are still in that position to make the playoffs. I think the start that the Rangers got off to raised the level of expectation so much sure. that when you start to see them regress a little bit, you get concerned about why that regression is happening. But for me, the goal right now, get to the playoffs and build on what you've been able to do During this first half of the year, even with the lackluster play we've seen over the last month or so, I think this team is still in a good position to turn it around. And like you said, they needed the break. This is a team that needed the break badly. And I think this few days off for them will do them some good to get some rest to be able to get themselves back on track once we begin the second half, the proverbial second half of the season for this team.
1: I I think the point about regression to probably what was the preseason expectations is a fair one. The tough thing for me is like looking at the actual reasons that they are regressing. Sure. And like I'm laid out, the starting pitching one is like, is the one that is scary to me because mm-hmm. that's one that you can easily see becoming a, well, that one isn't like a bounce back, right? I I do, I understand there's someone from the a 17 it's falling apart, running and score, runners in scoring position, or at least the batting when with runners in scoring position is an issue, pitching an issue, bullpen is an issue, right? So like the idea is sky is falling. I understand if someone wants to take that perspective. The one that really scares me is not the runners in scoring position. Um, The bullpen, we knew that that was going to be the case, and I I believe strongly that they'll address it. It's the starting pitching, in addition because I don't know that there's a ton out there available or that will be available to trade for. That's the thing that scares me, that now are you going to have to pay a hefty price? And I guess the thing that would give me solace in that way, if you're going to have to be paying a hefty price to win out in this market that seems like it'll be saturated with buyers rather than sellers, is – one, you mentioned Chris Young seems to, like, want to be aggressive. The ways in which he went out and got Aroldis Chapman mm-hmm. early probably uh, indicates some of that. And you could even speak to, obviously, the offseason that they had coming into the season. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, I think some of that is because of how hot this team was, it put the perspective of this team in a high enough level where, look, you're looking at, you know, power rankings where they are in the top five of the league, even higher, top four, top three. Um, and that puts you in a place where you're like, look, look we're, we're close enough that we need to push – for this. So I think that that will also create an onus for this team to do that. Uh if I w- I would like to end this portion of the segment with a damper because um, oh. that's my vibe sometimes. Um the last team every team swept a series or the last time every team swept, swept a series. I have an entire chart of the last time each team in Major League Baseball swept a series. Um the most recent team or the team with the shortest time from now till the to- last time they swept a series, the okay. Boston Red Sox who literally swept the Athletics. Um just yesterday. Okay, cool. The team that had gone the long or has gone the longest without sweeping seri- a, a um, series, the Washington Nationals, no surprise. Their last time was sweeping the Pirates in a three game home series on June 16th, 2021.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay, all, all right.
1: right. Where on the spectrum there do you think they are the second, they've the second shortest or the second longest? Like in there somewhere, do you think the Rangers are since the last time that they swept a series?
0: I feel like this is going to be like the second longest.
1: It is not that far. They have been, let me see, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleventh 10, 11th longest. When was
0: the last time they swept a series?
1: June 4th against the Mariners, three home games. Um, so it's it's their twentieth shortest, of I guess, if you season? want to look at that. Since I mean, just in general, because obviously okay. the Nationals, <laughs> a couple seasons back, but yeah. it's been a while since they actively went and swept. it. They won series, and sure. I guess not in the last five, but they have done they just they haven't swept. They haven't been dominant. It's funny because Jared on with Sean and RJ earlier today uh, mentioned that their I think their longest win streak has been like five games. They haven't really like had a huge run. So hopefully, coming out of the break. With a little bit of rest, although you have six guys uh, that are at the All-Star festivities, sure. right? Hopefully, with a little bit of rest, opportunity to regroup, they can come out and relatively soon after the All-Star break, get a chunk of wins. That would really make a lot of people feel great.
0: Yeah, and this is a team you know that has struggled, obviously, going into the break. But you look at a couple of teams around baseball. One example has been arguably the best team in the American League all season long. In the Tampa Bay Rays, they have struggled mightily limping into the all-star break true in fact at one point losing seven games in a row mm-hmm. well, you know tampa has struggled going into the break too so again these teams who have been at the top have been playing tremendous baseball all season will go through these stretches of time and play where they will not play very good baseball yeah
1: it's a reminder that baseball is a marathon as opposed to a sprint there's going to be the ups and downs and if sure. nothing
0: else i would want this team to get some of their bad stretch of play out the way now so that by the time that you're hitting september you are starting to hit a little bit more of a stride. You've got to be able to get through these dog days of summer, though, so that, as Jared said at the beginning of the season, the goal for this team was to play meaningful baseball in September. They are very much on track to play very meaningful baseball in the month of September, and that's all that matters when you're in the middle of a division race trying to make the playoffs, and the way that the Rangers have played this year, for the most part, has got them to this point where they're going to be doing so by the time we get to the end of the regular season. So while, yes, there is definitely concern on several fronts, this team now has the all-star break. You still got a two-game lead over the Astros into the all-star break, and you've got a chance to be able to improve your roster with an aggressive general manager that has shown the ability to make moves and to do so to improve this baseball team. So we'll see how the Rangers come out of this all-star break. Tonight, though, Adolis Garcia in the Home Run Derby. Home Run Derby, Taking baby. on Randy Rosarena, one of six representatives of your Texas Rangers the AL West leading Texas Rangers as we are at the mid summer classic. I think
1: when it came to odds, Adolis had the fifth best odds if i remember correctly. Okay. going into the um the home run derby. So let's go ahead and you know just how about we have a uh, We're going to pick real quick before they get started. Ooh, okay. We can do that. I'm going to be the bad guy here. I'm going to pick the
0: hometown kid Julio Rodriguez to win.
1: Ooh. Okay. So you're just going to leave me Pete Alonso then? I'll 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 take the easy one. You're welcome. All right, thanks. You're welcome.
0: We didn't, we, really, we really didn't pick Adolis Garcia, did we?
1: I'm going to pick Adolis Garcia. Yeah! Hey, hey, hey,
0: hey, hey. Hey, there you Y'all go. Know what really that, pick. That's
1: it. There you go. Y'all know what my real pick was.
0: <laughs> it's the get right. Reggie KG right here on 105 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, the Mavericks are in the middle of action against the Sixers in Summer League. What have been your impression so far of Derek Lively, Omax, Prosper, Jaden Hardy, and others? We'll discuss it next on the get right. Mass fans, tell me what your summer league impressions have been of Derek Live, the OMAX Prosper, Jaden Hardy, and others. We'll discuss that here on the Get Right for Reggie KG on 105 through the fan Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, Jeffrey Carroll holding it down for here. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey at the text line 877 811 87781 one zero five three. If you want to get in on the conversation, the Which, home-
1: we we do have folks doing that from the A one seven. They said they're not even concerned Adolis won't win. No shame in that. They're just convinced he won't put on a good show. Oh wow, that's I, well. I mean, I, let me bring up these odds because I did want to bring this up. When it's it, not like Corey Major's texting in. Oh wow, um, Corey
0: said something similar apparently earlier today.
1: Yeah, I, I'm. I, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm hope I hope that he will. If for no other reason, just like the friendly competition, as you mentioned, Randy Rosarena was his like roommate when he was with the Cardinals. They're both. Uh, his Cuban daughter, descent,
0: right? Like his daughter's godfather is Adolis Garcia. There you go. So, like, <laughs> there,
1: there's you know, I, I hope that maybe that brings a little bit more fire into it. And I mean, look, he he's got the uh, homers on the season to um, show that he has that that power. Uh, but yeah, the odds when it comes down to it, Pete Alonso had uh, the best odds, at, followed uh, closely by Vladdy Guerrero Jr., Luis Robert, Julio Rodriguez, Adolis Garcia with the fifth best odds. Then Randy or Rosarena, so there you go, best better odds than Randy. So hopefully that means he would win this this round. And then Mookie Betts and Adley Rushman round out uh, when it comes to the odds leaders. Adley, Adley Rushman, the, I guess the, comes down to just catchers not expected to win this thing here, buddy.
0: <laughs> well, Dulles Garcia is gonna take his turn at the plate here in short order. As Randy Rosarena right now at the moment has 14 home runs. He's getting in his bag. Uh, for the Tampa Bay Rays representing them in the home run derby. The Mavericks, though, in action in Summer League right now as they take on the Philadelphia 76ers. Right now 28-20 to 20 with about a minute and a half left in the first quarter. Don't nobody care about summer league scores. Well, I was just, you know, letting the folks know, just being factually accurate here. That's just, true. Just in case somebody wanted to know that one person who was wanting to know the score.
1: We don't need to we don't need to enable addiction, dude. Like <laughs> that's that's not a good thing to do.
0: Well there are true hoop sickos out there uh that love NBA summer league, but this is more about the evaluation period of seeing your Mavericks two first round picks and Derek lively the second. Omax Prosper, Jaden Hardy going into his second season with your Dallas Mavericks, who is going to be the focal point of this Summer League team. Jared Dudley, who's the coach on the Mavs Summer League team, said, look, he's going to get 18 to 20 shots a night. He's going to get a bunch of chances to throw up a bunch of shots. But it's more about what kind of playmaking will he improve upon throughout the course of his time this summer. So let's throw it out there, 877 881 What has been your impressions so far Of the two first round picks, Jaden Hardy, or maybe someone else that you're looking at as the Mavericks not only evaluate these players, but also continue to try and improve this team as they go on this offseason as well.
1: You know what the very first thing that jumped off the screen was to me because I texted you. You sure did. You was hot about it, too. Why can't Derek Lively screen? <laughs> and maybe some of this is probably because he it, said, "If that Duke, he can't set a screen over here." Well, some of that is because of Duke. At Duke, it's really <laughs> typically the power forward who sets screens, as opposed to the center. And I don't know if he just had not had the opportunity to. But I, it was wild to me that anybody that plays basketball just seemingly could not set a proper screen. Like he was—I mean, in theory, you set your feet, you—you you know, you have a solid base, and you stand. At the side or where you need to be, so that that player runs into your body, and your body is the screen between that player and where they want to go. That man, Derek Lively the second, was using was leaning out uh, outside of the frame (laughs) of his body, using his forearm to kind of pseudo screen. Yeah, a little feign screen. And the weirdest thing to me was that one that's off that's going to be called a foul a lot if he does not get that straight. But the weirdest thing to me was that the officials in some in the summer league game were not really calling it. So like. I almost wanted them to call that early so that the he would be for
0: everybody. He would be yes, absolutely. <laughs> I
1: wanted him to get that feel like, "Oh, I can't do it that way." Okay, that's not going to work. So, how do we adjust? Mm-hmm. Cuz I'm, I'm, I I'm don't think this is actually be the, will be the case, but my worst case scenario in my brain is now I'm wondering, "Oh, goodness. Is he going to get locked into that and then now you're going to get into the, you know, NBA games where he should be getting 15-20 minutes and then end up with like 5-8 minutes because Oh, we put him out there, and he's just immediately picking up thousand. It's not going to be helpful. Outside of that, though, the defensive like presence for him. Okay, I see it. Right, like the, the foundation is there. He seems to kind of have an idea of. In certain instances, we show. In certain instances, we hedge. He got up, he made some blocks. Uh, like you can see the foundations of what this deci- this pick was made off of. You see the things that Nico Harrison and the rest of the Mavs uh, brain trust was looking at when they said his defense and athleticism will get him on the floor.
0: Uh, by the way, for the two five four, the Sixers are leading by nine. If you were wondering, in the not first- no more
1: <laughs> fast break dunk by number twenty seven. Who is? Check score, Checks score. Checks <laughs> roster.
0: <laughs> is that gonna be the rest of summer league? You seeing random players hit uh, hit buckets and trying to figure out who good, they are? Good dunk, number twenty seven. <laughs> <laughs> um, Here is what I've seen so far. Because you're right, some of the screen game for Derek Lively left a little bit to be desired. But for me, it was more about so what I saw on the defensive end. Because that very first possession against the Oklahoma City Thunder, you saw him come off the weak side and be able to get a block and have some recognition of what was happening away from him to be able to make a play on the ball and be able to get the block there. For him and Omax Prosper, it's going to be about what kind of competency are they going to show on the defensive end for this entire summer league period because you're seeing some of the flashes already from both of them about their IQs on how they're going to handle themselves on the defensive end, which is why both of these players in large part were brought here athleticism better defensive iq and the ability to project that this team can get better on that side of the floor and if that is the case now you're starting to have these players fit into the identity of what jason kidd and sean sweeney and that this whole coaching staff is looking for athletic defenders who represent good basketball iq that can learn can grow and then be able to see themselves as possible contributors as not only this upcoming season goes on, but over the next couple of years, because that to me is what the goal for those two are. Show some capabilities on the defensive end while learning the schematics of what they're trying to do. And then on offense, for Lively, setting screens, get into the dunker spot, being a little bit of a player out of the short roll as well. And then Omax Prosper, getting knocked down threes when they're open to him, especially in the corners? If they can show some of those flashes there. That's going to be a successful summer league, I think for both of them. Based on what they're trying to accomplish here,
1: and our guy Olivier Maxence Prosser, did, did, he, he showed. He he probably mm-hmm. was the one who looked at, who I looked at and was like, oh, he probably could go in the rotation now. N- heavy on rotation, right? Like not like starter by any means, but he could get some rotational minutes and feel. I think you'd, I'd feel good about it, um, considering he was on Chet Holmgren's Keister brother. He got a, and now Chet <laughs> Chet is you know he's still also like a rookie, but he looked like he felt comfortable on the floor and I was like legend at this point. Omax can play up a little bit. He can yeah. play that 4 if you need him to, but he looked like he had enough quickness, enough enough mobility and staying, you know, point of attack defense, staying in front of uh you know uh, the opposition was in his bag. Making sure to like recover, help side defense seemed to be in his bag. In addition to that, he knocked down at least his very first three-pointer when he was, you know, the ball was swung to him, which means, and he took it confidently, right? So those are the things that you're looking for when you're talking about a 3 and D guy that he's already beginning to um, exist in. Now, how does that change once he's having to guard, you know, real live NBA stars? Mm-hmm. Sure, and we'll get to that point, but this is a checkpoint that it seems like he's checking off. And the thing that I appreciated a lot was something that I saw from him in some of his Marquette clips, which is he's got a good, a good sense for cutting off ball. And when it comes to a team with a couple of really great passers, Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, being able to cut off ball and just, like, catch a man off guard or find a space in the defense and just kind of slither through, even if it's into the dunker spot. Those are recognition points, yeah. If, if And then Luka will find you. Kyrie will find you. And easy buckets come that way, and that's a great way to get on the floor. So I was really excited seeing Omax because he was as promised early on. And if that doesn't mean that he is a fully formed project, uh, you know, prospect. But there's the, the the early portions of that are already show, showing showing uh, showing out and showing effect, and I'm excited to see him in the real Mavs jersey on you know in the rotation, maybe coming off the bench, uh, you know as maybe like an eighth guy, and seeing how that fits in with the entirety of the team.
0: Yeah, and I think that speaks to some of the excitement that the Mavericks had about drafting both of these players is that the IQ that they showed in college and their willingness to defend and be able to grow and learn. That translates to what the Mavericks are looking for at the next level as they continue to grow into their games and into their bodies and how they deal with the physicality of playing at the NBA level. More so for Jaden Hardy, who is going to be the focal point of this team during the summer league. Obviously, he's going to get up shots. My man could wake up for breakfast and drop 20 in a game. That's not a problem. The question is, how much better of a playmaker does he become? Because if we're projecting this team, let's say that they do go ahead and move off of Tim Hardaway Jr., which all signs point to that they're going to eventually do at some point this offseason, Jaden Hardy is going to be your most likely sixth man coming off of the bench providing instant scoring. But with that comes, the ability to playmake as well. Can he recognize what teams are doing to him? In drop coverage, is he recognizing what the low man is trying to do? Is he able to hit passes into the corner for guys to be a better playmaker? Those are the kinds of things that you want to see from Jaden Hardy as he continues to develop this summer. And Jared Dudley, who's talked a lot about his ability to score, can he do the other parts of the game that now makes him a threat offensively and puts pressure on defenses that makes them make decisions about how they decide to guard him based on not only his shot making and shot creation – uh, for himself, but also for others to be able to improve some of those aspects of his game. You're seeing a little bit of that some so far in Summer League, but that is another aspect for Jaden Hardy, like, who, again, is going to be the man for them be able to improve upon for the rest of this summer.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you because I, I feel like I watched Lively and uh, Prosper much closely, uh, much more closely than I did Jaden Hardy. Which again, my my uh, my expectation was for for him was live your best Jordan Clarkson life, which is just show out, go get buckets, but then also go and you know distribute, and you know kind of in spaces between those things. Did you feel like he lived up to some of those things um, in the first game that you saw?
0: Uh, a little bit. There's some decision making that he's still learning some abilities to be able to make some plays based on what defenses are trying to do to him. Turnovers was a big problem for them in game one. They had 18 turnovers in the first game versus 14 assists against the Oklahoma City Thunder. So cleaning up some of the turnover aspects and some of the recognition that comes with that is part of the growing you know, pains of a summer league. But again, for this team, are they showing the kinds of improvement and flashes that project them that they will continue to grow in those areas? And if so, now you're having a team that you can look at, especially with their two first round picks and Jaden Hardy, who is really going to be a part of this team next year, um, is going to be part of what they're trying to do for the Mavericks going forward.
1: Now, this isn't on the court, and it probably doesn't even factor that much into the entirety of the team. I just really enjoyed having Jared Dudley as a coach in the summer league. He's been excellent
0: so far. Um, Of course, him taking over for Greg St. Jean, who left uh, this organization now an assistant with the Phoenix Suns, and Jason Kidd putting Jared Dudley... Uh, Into the spot, by the way. Happy uh, birthday to Jared Dudley today, actually, as well. So for him, you've seen if you've watched his interviews and how he has communicated, you know, to the media, and when you watch him in practice, had a chance to go to practice last week as well. This is a man who's a good communicator, and you can tell that the players respect him. Obviously, with him being a former NBA player, and what he's trying to do to help this team grow. Jared Dudley's been an early star as well, based on just the way that he has been running his practices. And how this team is responding to him based on what he's trying to do for the Dallas Mavericks Summer League team.
1: Really excited to see more from the Summer League Mavs. But unfortunately, Randy Rosarena takes out Adolis Garcia in the first round, 24-17. to 17. There was a point in time uh, where Adolis Garcia got on a run. And I was like, okay, here it comes. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of, it petered out. So, somebody was saying maybe the eight one seven was right in their assessment. One of the tough things about it, and I hate to, because like, look, man, this guy is just one of the best people around dfw sports did we have to have tony beasley throwing bp uh, i thought he was throwing some good bp for he, a while he there like he was throwing curveballs for a second there. Wow. There, was a, there was a few of them wow. that, that uh adois didn't even feel comfortable trying to swing at because them things was getting into the dirt i was like tony <laughs> you're not trying to strike him <laughs> out Help my guy hit home
0: runs uh well he represented well the 17 home runs that he hit somebody from the fan actually got it uh Dead on as far as who even, predicted this. I'm looking right now, and I think I want to say it was Medford. Yeah, shout out to Alec Medford.
1: Thanks for nothing, Medford. You should have picked a bigger number.
0: Yeah, he picked uh, Garcia to hit 17 home runs. You jerk. And that's exactly what Adolis Garcia did. So shout out to Alec Medford getting it right. 17 home runs. Unfortunately, though, that means uh, he loses to Randy Rose. You know it's
1: how I'm lashing out and blaming everybody else? I see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: That's But we didn't pick him, so it's not
1: entirely our fault. No. Maybe it is our fault. Should, if we had picked him, Oh, maybe honestly, had a little more faith in the in yeah. Dulles, maybe he would have done right, I'll a put better. my hand up. My bad, y'all. Yeah, my I'll bad. i am sorry. that yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I'll take that as well. Sorry about that. Sorry to that man.
1: <laughs> Not sorry to that man. <laughs> Send us the break,
0: dog. <laughs> it's to Get Right. Reggie KG right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we go around the National Football League where this fugitive for the Kansas City Chiefs superfan was arrested. What? Next on the Get Right. Back here on the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105 Through the Fan. Kevin Gray, Reggie Latatula. we coming back to Janet Jackson? Okay. I
1: know. Somebody messing with the beds. That that was boss, man. Gavin Spittle, I'm pretty sure. Oh, well, shout out to Spittle, then. Get Spittle on the phone. Get Spittle on the phone. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you caught me off guard with that one. All right. That, that's that's what... the
1: way love wow. goes.
0: Now I got some questions I need to ask him. That's why I said get him. <laughs> <laughs> I got questions now. Hey. Uh, Jeffrey Carroll holding it down here. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey. I'm not going to lie. That threw me. <laughs> that, that absolutely threw me as I try to recover from that. Uh, it's 42:36 with five minutes left in the second quarter. This, Who's leading? This, Doesn't matter. The Sixers are up by six on okay. the Dallas Mavericks. Whatever. Uh, we're about to go around the NFL. I mentioned it because they're interviewing the newest unofficial Dallas Maverick right now. Did
1: they not make that? trade official yet?
0: The Grant Williams trade is not official yet.
1: It's so hard sometimes keeping track of which ones are official. So, Rashawn Holmes is official because Omax is done. That one's done. But Grant Williams ain't. The Grant
0: Williams trade is not official yet.
1: And then Seth Curry isn't as well because they haven't decided if they're going to make him the biannual exception or work him into the mid-level. Correct. Alright, cool. Correct.
0: Which, I mean, reporting that we've seen from Mark Stein, they may not use the mid-level exception at all.
1: Well, I mean... You might as well use it for a little bit if, uh, if instead of using the biannual exception, you could save that for next year because the mid-level goes away once at the start of the season. So you might as well use some of it for Seth Curry as opposed to the biannual, which maybe you could use it next year.
0: Yeah, they'll have to make a decision that because right now you look at it, there isn't much left on the open market to even use a mid-level exception for uh, at this juncture. So they may not be even in a position to use it because there's nobody
1: left. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> There's nobody left. By the way, y'all quit. Uh, leave my mentions alone about Christian Wood. Leave me alone
1: about that. That's at Kevin Gray Sports on Twitter.
0: <laughs> we'll talk more about that later. Uh, but, Jeffrey, let's go around the National Football League, though, here on your home of the Cowboys, uh, 105 through the fan. Hard to believe that we are, what, 15, 16 days away from training camp opening up in Oxnard, California. Is it?
1: Is it hard to believe? Summer, okay. I believe it a lot. The offseason has flown by. It feels like. And we didn't even have to see people get arrested. Even though, I mean, someone did. That is low-key
0: one of the most interesting points of this offseason. To this point, knocking on proverbial wood, uh, it's been a very quiet offseason for your Dallas Cowboys. Well,
1: oh, but for the Cowboys in particular. Yes, for okay, the Cowboys in particular. Fair. I thought you meant just like in the NBA. I was like, you notice over the last like three, four offseasons, we've kind of phased out of we need to make our news out of dudes getting arrested. <laughs> We we're like it's fine, y'all can we'll, we'll not do that. I but. mean, it's it's not
0: fine, but at the same time, we had kind of gotten used to it. But at the same time, yeah, it's been a very quiet off season for your Cowboys on that front. Uh, speaking, get getting arrested. Uh-oh. uh Oh, did you hear about this? No, the uh, fugitive
1: Chief Superfan. No, is this the wait the same one that uh that was supposed to be arrested like months ago? Yeah. Why wasn't he arrested? He was, on, he was on that catch me if you can type of stuff.
0: Oh. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess that's what happens when you're doing like fraud and getting money. It's like, look, man, we got a little money to get on the road. By the way. We can, we can be on the lamb, as they say. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Is that what the young kids say? Not the young kids. Not at all. Not at all. I what's what's the youngest person who says, who says on the lamb? Because I'm, I'm going to uh, start the bidding with uh, 40 years old.
0: Oh, OK. That's an old saying? Yeah. Never heard of it.
1: On the lamb.
0: I'm a young cat out here, so that's probably why i never heard of it.
1: Is that is that so? I mean, that's what... You a young cat?
0: I mean, that's what my wife tells me. Okay. Actually, not really.
1: Um, the, a fugitive cheese
0: super fan. Yeah, uh, by the way, catch me if you can. Great movie, by the way. Thank you. Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Hanks. You seen it? No. Of course you haven't. A not see Chief super fan because you don't watch movies that anybody suggests to you. I watch movies. Not the ones that people suggest to you.
1: Depends thank on you. the person.
0: Th- thank you. No. Don't qualify it. Don't qualify it. You don't watch movies. You like were saying something about the dude who was supposed to get arrested. A Kansas City Chiefs superfan uh, who had been on the run for four months after being charged in a December bank robbery has been arrested in California and accused in a criminal complaint of uh, perpetrating a sting of robberies in the Midwest. Yeah. According to court documents unsealed on Monday, federal authorities arrested uh, some dude named Xavier Babadur. Mm-hmm. Sure. Who's twenty nine years old near Sacramento on Friday? Uh Barbador had been char has been charged with bank theft and transporting stolen property across state lines for a previously unsolved March
1: 2022 robbery in Iowa. Yeah, the wild thing about it is like People was asking or people was wondering, man, how is he getting all this money to go to all these games? And yeah. Apparently, he was robbing banks. Robbing banks. I do love that he he made uh, he made the uh, the 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 state's money go a little bit further because it's like, yo, we don't really have to do all this trial, do we? He just ran away from us for four months just behind this. I feel like we can just go ahead and open and shut case this.
0: Is there anything? Can we skip
1: right to skin- sentencing? <laughs> I feel like this is a that that was a de facto I am guilty plea.
0: <laughs> is there anything that says I'm going to jail faster than doing something across state lines? Um yeah
1: cuz you make it federal. Yeah, that's And
0: when the, when the feds get involved. That's right. It's a problem. Like when the words across state lines come into play. Yeah, buddy. You'll ask to. You done, me done in the messed jail. up yep. Aaron. ron Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yep, yep, yep. Uh, that's because the the FBI has also linked him to not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six other unsolved robberies. You are
1: going to jail.
0: At attempted robberies of banks or credit unions. From April 2022 the credit through December in Iowa, Minnesota, Tennessee,
1: and Nebraska. Actually, can I revise my previous statement? Sure. You are going to prison. <laughs> you are not going to jail. You are going to prison. You're going to the clink. That's my the man. penitentiary,
0: <laughs> as some folks will say. As my man Kevin Harlow would say. You're going to the clink. Uh, by the way, in total, authorities say this gentleman stole more than 800 Hundred thousand dollars.
1: I mean, but he did get to see Patrick Mahomes multiple times in the flesh. So
0: you know, if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, you're like, dude, we don't want nothing to do with you,
1: and you're out here a super fan. What you mean? They cash the checks? <laughs> they, it <they> was like <laughs> it all cleared already. Yeah, the, the money tickets were bought. The money for them tickets and the in the money for all them jerseys and stuff. Look, they're not giving it back. <laughs>
0: You know, like, y'all, y'all leave Patrick Mahomes' brother out of this. What he got to do with any of this? You got nothing to do with it. Relax, six eight two. Relax I hear putting Patrick Mahomes' uh, brother into this. Speaking of Patrick Mahomes, did you see the trailer
1: for Quarterback? The, no. ex- the
0: extended trailer.
1: No, I didn't. But I do. I like the in the idea of this this television show that they're putting do too. on Netflix.
0: So they released the first four minutes of Quarterback, which is going to be a Netflix series uh, that starts on Wednesday, July the twelfth, and it goes into the lives for the full year. Of Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota, which I love the fact that they picked like three quarterbacks.
1: Different tiers,
0: right? Yes, like different yes, very different much stratosphere so. yes. strata
1: of quarterbacks, which is like the greatest quarterback in the game. Yeah. A dude who's like pretty good in yeah. Kirk Cousins and a dude who was kinda fighting to hang on in Marcus Mariota, right? Mm-hmm. Back up, kind of just trying to trying to find his place. I, I, I appreciated that. And I think that it'll be interesting to maybe get a get a look into those portions of it. Am I going to watch all of them? We'll see. Uh, I think I am. It
0: looks fairly fascinating because they go, it appears, very deep into the lives of these three men, uh, their daily preparations. Peyton Manning is a part of the documentary of as well. Of course he is.
1: Is this an Omaha production? Is he getting paid off of this? Omaha! I be surprised. Omaha! By the way, if you're looking for a dude who just moves in silence, making all this money, his name is Peyton Manning. That's, <laughs> that's a great point. Peyton <laughs> Williams Manning is just in silent. Not Ma- Williams. <laughs> that's the middle name um making really? all of the money yes and you want to know why I know that his, his middle name? real middle name is Williams yeah and the reason why I know that is because you remember that time when he went to the Denver Broncos uh-huh and he started looking like you know what like he was throwing ducks consistently yeah, that trick neck of his and, and all then that stuff. defense won him a championship that's right behind that that's right I stopped calling him Peyton I started calling him Williams because I've seen Peyton Manning playing that wasn't Peyton Manning
0: sure. um, <laughs> oh wow Peyton Williams Manning. It doesn't
1: make no sense. I don't know what Archie was thinking. Yeah, I
0: said, "What was Arch feeling on that day?" You know, I don't, I don't understand that. No idea. So we got a Peyton and an Elisha. A, wait, his full name is Elisha. Don't I do that. So. Don't
1: do that. What you mean? Don't do that.
0: It's not. What do well, you want me to say,
1: Eliezer? I, the, <laughs> I thought it was just Eli. No, no, that's a shortened. That's shortening name. All right, that man's name, Elisha Nelson Manning. Okay,
0: wait. Now we got to do the whole whole family. So we got a,
1: oh God. Peyton, a Peyton Williams Manning
0: and Elisha what Nelson, Nelson Manning? That's right. What's Cooper's middle name?
1: Cooper Manning. Cooper, me? Uh huh. Yeah. Who is also listed as an American entrepreneur? I know he's sick every time. He's like, I'm <laughs> part of a football family. Man. I'm part of the royal family of the Mannings. Okay. Oh, well, Cooper got the family name. Cooper Archibald Manning. And then he ended up, you know, he ended up having Arch. So, we got Cooper Archibald
0: Manning, Mm -hmm. Peyton Williams Manning, and Elisha Nelson Manning. That's right. I had no idea about any of this. And now you do. The fact
1: that you knew Peyton Manning's middle name, though. I told you how I I got to that point. It's not like I just, like, randomly manifested that information into my head, which, by the way, Luis Robert, oh, my God, he is having a ball right now. He's still got a minute to go, and he got, like, 27 Homers, he's trying to put up the same amount of homers as the number on his on his jersey right now. Guess what? Um, what? Who cares? Okay, fantastic. Dolores
0: Garcia lost. It's all that matters. No, oh. that's no. He's putting on a fantastic show.
1: Um, can I give you a point? A a bit of sad football news. Oh no! So um, this is per this is from like last week. Um, researchers said a former Australian rules football player named Heather Anderson has been diagnosed with CTE in the first known case of the degenerative brain disease in professional football a female athlete. So we're starting to see like the ways I was a little bit surprised that we, we we're seeing this in rugby, uh, you know, Australian rules football. Um, Not, I mean, I guess I shouldn't be like, it's, it's the same idea. If you were having these concussive, you know, subconcussive incidents, which, you know, tackling and jarring in that way would, but now we're just, we're seeing this across different, you know, different genders we're seeing this across you know different sports and so like it, it's it's really we're learning more about this disease that's really um going around when we talk about these concussions
0: uh well that i mean that first of all that's sad number
1: yes one. very sad that's sad number. but one. i was i was i found that very interesting to see like okay so we're seeing this in all sorts of different people in all sorts of different places
0: my laugh was poorly timed there because i a little bit. I, <laughs> Well, something came up on the text as you were speaking, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I laughed out loud and was not trying to laugh no, out all right. loud during. Rest
1: in peace to Miss Heather Anderson, and uh, we really do got to do better about this, some of this uh, this head injury stuff, man.
0: That's frightening. It I'm is. I'm not going to lie to you. That is frightening. Um, it really
1: makes you want to think about what you what you allow your kids to play and such?
0: M- yeah, my baby girl's not touching the football. Are you kidding me? Unless it's just like, you know, throw it around the house. That's about it. Um, what made me laugh, not that. Sure. Uh, from the 903, y'all just ruined the mannings for me. Laugh out loud.
1: How did I ruin the Mannings for you? You just took
0: away all kind of, you know. What,
1: knowing their middle name ruined it? Look, if that ruined the Mannings for you, I don't think you properly appreciated the Mannings. (laughs) The Mannings been out here on, by the way, I have been really weird to say on Dallas radio. I've been really proud of Eli when he gets in like these media spaces. Oh. I didn't realize he had this kind of personality. We be seeing him. Eli like, is low-key funny, man. We been seeing him on the sideline with that stupid face that he be wearing Not all the time. Not stupid face. You know the bro. face, Jeff. Right. Yes. yes. Am I wrong? He's, Say something. Say. No, no comment. Okay. okay. Oh, oh, that's all, right. all you got? Okay. Okay. That's your first you contribution Cut the mic off. to the get right don't, is no comment? Don't come back in this space. Do better. Don't do that. Do better. All I needed was that's a yes right. or a no. That's right. And you and came you out, gave out here nothing. and
0: rolled the fence on your very first comment on this you show. passed.
1: No, he failed on that
0: particular. No, moment. but he passed the opportunity. Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: My and man, he- my man said, "I will check on this one. I will not bet."
0: Uh, no, <laughs> but like, <laughs>
1: you're trying to pick sides between the two of you. Oh, now you go got more so to say. No. Now you got more to say. Wow, what are you on my now? You like me? I'm still trying to make a good impression, but apparently I failed at that.
0: You so. made a good impression when you showed up with a Manchester United shirt on. You were good in our books already.
1: Anyways, Eli, Eli <laughs> been doing good on these TV commercials and such, He's and funny, just being man. personable. And I just have to shake. Like it's it's. Tough because I had to shake what I thought was just like a wildly uninteresting, uh, long-faced gentleman who was uh, long-faced, so-so at football but made it into the Hall of Fame.
0: Okay, I'll bite uh, from the uh, 817 real quick before we go to break. Uh, Look up Colt McCoy's name. You know his first name already. Uh, Which I did not even have a clue. You didn't remember his first name? I had to look it up again. Uh, Daniel Mm -hmm.
1: Colt McCoy. His middle name's Colt? I thought that was his nickname.
0: No, it's his nickname. Yeah, what's his middle name?
1: What's his middle name?
0: Um, I don't see it here.
1: Oh, they, they didn't give it to you? Yeah, Wikipedia. They were like, that? you. we gave you two names. That's enough. They're not doing me any favors right now. It's like, you got Daniel. That's enough. Yeah, what was the other, what's the other one? I don't remember. You I was sp- asking genuinely. I was asking for a friend. I thought you knew this. That friend this. being
0: me. Wow, wow. What?
1: It's not enough that I knew You're that his the name, name was You're the name expert Dick. around here. You know I don't appreciate. You're being real unappreciative. Oh, I gave. I, you I am so sorry. Peyton Williams Manning. Wow. I gave you Elisha Nelson I'm sorry. Manning. Are you
0: supposed to have all the names at you this jerk. point? jerk. Take me to break. <laughs> it's the get right. But Reggie KG on um, 105 through the fans. We go around the names uh, here in the That's National right. Football League. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Expect more names tomorrow. <laughs> Speaking of names and nepotism, shout out to uh, Josh Peterson, son of Doug Peterson, who ah. was signed by the Jaguars today. Hey, what did he play? He plays tight end. Okay. Shout out to the nepotism football league. Coming up next here on the Get Right, when we learn Colt McCoy's full name, the (laughs) MLB player poll for 2023. These thoughts around Major League Baseball when it comes to Shohei Otani, the new rules, and more. Talk about it next on your Home of the Rangers.